Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. This is episode number 135. And as I say, 135 episodes, that just sounds incredible. My goal was always two years. If I could just get to the two-year mark of 104 episodes, I would think I was somewhat successful. So the three-year mark will be episode number 156. Maybe we'll do something special for that episode, but we're almost there. If you're a new listener to the podcast, welcome The Retirement Made Easy podcast was created to be kind of a voice, to be a financial advocate for those people out there that are planning for retirement that want good, sound retirement planning advice. So every episode, I try to include some wisdom, some tips that you can use in your own retirement planning situation. And I try to be as helpful as I can and try to just provide as much good, solid information, information and tactics that I'm using with my own clients as a retirement planner in St. Louis, Missouri. I have clients now in almost 23 different states. And the planning that we do for each person, for each family is very unique because what what it comes down to is it comes down to what your goals are. So we always want to match our tactics, our strategies with circling back to what are the goals that we're trying to accomplish here? And then we have to come up with sound planning and really strategize to come up with a plan, a game plan that gives us the highest probability of success. And what is success? What is financial success? Well, it's accomplishing your financial goals. So as I have said on countless episodes before, figure out what you want and be very, very specific about what you want. And if you're working with a financial planner, let them know, hey, these are the specific goals, not I would like to retire at some point. That's very vague. That's not going to get you there. It's not going to cut it. So you have to be very, very specific. And here's a better goal. I would like to retire at 65 years old with a paid off house and a condo at Lake of the Ozarks also that's paid for. Additionally, me and my spouse, we want to help pay for two years of our grandkids' college education. And our grandkids are really, really young right now, so we've got years and years to save to make that happen. And we figure we need about $7,000 a month to be able to do the things that we want to do in retirement and make sure that our money lasts as long as we do. So by that example, do you see how specific I was about this hypothetical goals that someone might have for retirement planning instead of saying, I want to retire at some point and have enough money to live comfortably. It's being very, very intentional and specific about what those goals look like, what that dream retirement actually looks like. And until you do that, and and it may take a lot of time, a lot of prayer, and even some deep thought about, hey, Ideally, what would this dream retirement vision look like? And the really the reason why you work so hard and save for retirement for all these years and invest it, what is the meaning behind all of this? And it's accomplishing those goals that you have. And as I have said to so many people, your goals, they don't have to sound good to other people. 
I've had a lot of people that say, hey, they want to sell their house. They want to buy an RV. They want to do a lot of traveling the first five or 10 years in retirement. And that might not sound good to me. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And it may not sound good to somebody's you know, brother or sister, but that doesn't matter. The goals are not for them. They're for you. So figure out what you want and what your retirement goals are. And then you can kind of start doing the real, real planning that's involved. And I talk to so many people and their goals are not specific enough. If I can offer some criticism, some constructive criticism, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. Believe me, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I think they just haven't put enough thought into what they want at the end of the day in retirement. What are we working to achieve here and what's going to make you happy? I talked to a guy this past week and he said, you know, he'd like to retire next year. And I said, well, what can I help you with specifically? And he said, well, I'm really concerned about the markets and the economy and my money is not growing maybe like it should. In fact, I lost quite a bit in my 401k last year and I want to make some changes. And I said, well, why is that important to you? Why do you think you need to make the changes? And then he opened up and we got to the why. We got to the goals that he was trying to accomplish. And I had to kind of eke it out of him. But he said, well, I always told my wife I would retire by the time I was 65. That's been my goal all along. And next year, I'm turning 65. And I kept asking little questions. I wasn't, wasn't trying to be nosy. But what it came down to is... His wife said, I want to both be able to retire because she wanted to move closer to the grandkids. That was the thing. It was eating her up that, hey, their kids were raised. They moved away, started their own families, and they were four hours away, and they hadn't been able to attend any baseball games, any dance recitals, those kinds of things. And they felt they were missing out on seeing their grandchildren grow up. So it took a little bit. But, you know, this gentleman ended up opening up and I kind of got to the heart of the matter. And that's kind of what their goals were. That's what I'm talking about here is what are your retirement goals? Then we can do the planning. But just th thinking about your investments. Oh, I've got, you know, investments at Fidelity or Vanguard or Charles Schwab or LPL Financial. And that's great to think about those and kind of keep score with with how those accounts are doing. But really think about the end goal. What's the purpose of them? What are they there for? Well, it's to accomplish the goals that you might have for the future. And so often I'm trying to coach people and teach people that, hey, we have to align the two. We have to come up with a strategy, not only in the investments, but the social security planning, the tax planning, the estate planning. So everything has to be aligned to get you closer to accomplishing those goals. So I hope that makes sense. Lately, I've been, I don't know what it is, but this time of year, and I know there's a lot of people predicting a recession for 2023, and I've been getting a lot of calls, a lot of emails about this from clients, from podcast listeners, and I've been doing my best to kind of reach back out to those people and, and talk about it. Already this year, in January of 2023, just like I had predicted, just like a lot of other people had predicted, there would be a lot of layoffs. A lot of those companies held off on the layoffs until they got through the holiday season. And a lot of the tech companies like Google and Microsoft and 3M and a lot of those companies had significant layoffs here in January. And those will probably continue throughout this year. And I'm getting so many questions about the economy and, and kind of what's going on out there, you know, the prospects for 2023 and, and what's what the market outlook is. And Vanguard came out with their market outlook, which is a couple pages. It's called Our Investment and Economic Forecast, January of 2023. 
I'll put a link in the show notes there, but also LPL Financial published their 2023 market outlook. That's 20 pages and it's available on my website for free, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Underneath the resources tab, you'll just click on 2023 market outlook. LPL should really, I, I think we should really charge for this thing, but we're not. Um, it is is a very, very detailed report. They put a lot of time, money, and resources into this. And when you put LPL's market outlook side by side with Charles Schwab or Vanguard's, it's, I mean, it just blows them out of the water. So check that out. And in a second, I'll kind of go over, recap kind of the highlights, if you will, of LPL's market outlook, as well as Vanguard's market outlook for 2023. But before I do, you know, as, as far as the layoffs and, and the unemployment situation in this country, and I wanted to talk about that just a minute. And if you have time, and I'll try to put a link in the show notes, Mike Rowe, he's the guy that runs the show Dirty Jobs. He's got a fantastic voice. It's made him millions and millions of dollars. And I think he does great work as a journalist. But he interviewed a guy, an economist named Nicholas Eberhardt. And Nicholas Eberhardt had done a lot of research. He'd even written a book about, you know, the job situation, the unemployment in this country pre-pandemic and then post-pandemic. And what was really interesting is right now in this country, there are 7 million men between the ages of 25 and 54, able-bodied people. They're not working right now and they're not even looking for work. So they're not included in the unemployment figures that you see. These people are not actively looking for work. Seven million men, and we've never seen this before, or at least during peacetime, we've never seen this before. So seven million men between the ages of 25 and 54 are out of work and not even looking. And you combine that with the fact that now, post-pandemic, we've got four million more open jobs than we had pre-pandemic, and we've got 4 million fewer people in the workforce than we did pre-pandemic. So the job shortage in this country, you got 10.5 million jobs as of November of 2022. Bureau of Labor Statistics, you can look that up if you, if you don't believe me, but 10.5 million open jobs in this country. So again, what this economist was trying to say was, you know, we can't look at the unemployment numbers because we have so many open jobs and we have so many people out of work that aren't even looking for work. So this is a very, very unique economy and job market that we're facing right now. There are still now hiring signs almost everywhere you look around here in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm sure it's like that where you listeners are at. And in Vanguard's 2023 outlook, January outlook for this year, they are assigning a 90% probability that the United States enters a recession this year. And typically what happens in a recession is the economy slows down, right? So companies are not selling as much, their sales are down, their revenues are down, and what they end up doing is they have to, to lay people off. Well, look at the environment we're under. We have a shortage of jobs of 10 and a half million jobs. So this time around, personally, I don't think we're going to see the normal amount of layoffs that you typically see in a recession. Like think back to the 2008 financial crisis and how many people were being laid off back then. A lot of these companies have lean workforces as it is. And I, I can't tell you how many people... Um, I have as clients that are still working that are saying they have so many interviews at, at their employer and so many people don't even show up for the interviews 
and they'll hire somebody and they don't show up the first day. And these are corporations. These are well-paying jobs. So kind of to put a bow around it, you know, Vanguard's market outlook has just a couple bullet points. They're expecting 90% probability of a recession in the United States this year. They're expecting unemployment to rise. It was 3.5% in December. They're expecting it to be 45 to 5% by the end of the year. They are expecting inflation to be 3% year over year. So not as bad, not near as bad as 2022, but 3% inflation year over year is still above average. They are expecting interest rates to rise a couple more times this year in 2023 and then flatten out in the third quarter and fourth quarter. And the last thing I wanted to point out in this market report from Vanguard in January of 2023 was that they kind of had a annualized return for the, for the next 10 years, what they expect U.S. stocks to do over the next 10 years And their prediction is 4.7% to 6.7%, so below a a typical 10-year average. So I think it's fair to say that Vanguard's analysts are not very optimistic on 2023 and uh, even over the next 10 years. I mean, it's, you know, kind of an okay to fair outlook. So if you're curious to read a little bit about Vanguard's market outlook, again, I'll have a link in the show notes. If you want to read LPL's Market Outlook for 2023, it's on my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, underneath the resources tab. I would say it's a little more optimistic, but it's a heck of a lot more detailed. I mean, they even looked back at midterm elections and how well the market does after a midterm election. What if a Republican's in office? What if a Democrat's in office? Really, really interesting stuff. So uh, check that out. Again, we don't charge for that. So why did I bring up the economy and, and the outlook, the market outlook for 2023? Well, it's because I'm getting so many questions about it. And so often I find people, their short-term emotions end up negatively impacting their long-term results. And what do I mean by that? Well, I, I can give you a couple different examples. Sometimes if the market isn't going somebody's way, if, if the market is trending down like it did in 2022, Sometimes people will abandon their long-term plans for something that that feels good, meaning okay, I'm going to I'm going to get out of my long-term investments and sell out of them, so it's not going to be such a bumpy ride, so temporarily I can have some peace of mind if you will, and I'll sit in the money market, earn a couple percent, and then what happens is and and I've heard so many stories, so many people tell me their situation, describe their situation to me is they never get back in the market. And five or six years go by and the market rebounds and they were sitting on the sidelines earning a couple percent here, a couple percent there because they got scared and they abandoned their long-term plans. I talked to another person last year that got so impatient with searching for their new home that they ended up buying a home for $75,000 more than it was appraised for they got into a bidding war and you know here we are a year later and they know they made a mistake they paid more for a house than they should have and they're not happy with it but they just got impatient and the reason for these mistakes is because we let our emotions get in the driver's seat and believe me i've been there i i've made decisions based on emotions and thrown logic out the window i've been there i've made these same mistakes i talked to a guy last year that 
he was convinced that Amazon was going to take over the world. They were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the stock had done so well that he ended up putting 90% of his retirement savings in Amazon stock. Well, guess what? Last year in 2022, Amazon stock was down about 50%. So that means 90% of his retirement nest egg was cut in half. Now he knew better, and he wasn't working with a financial advisor. If I was his financial planner, I, I would have said, don't do that. And this is why you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. If something happens to Amazon, then your retirement plan might be jeopardized. But he got emotional and he said, hey, I want to invest with the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, right, with Amazon. Well, I can tell you his company, Amazon, is not invincible. We learned that last year. So my best advice, again, is don't let your emotions, your temporary emotions, derail your long-term plans, your long-term goals. I think everybody can say that they are where they are in life right now because of the decisions that they've made in the past. So if you're doubting yourself, if you're kind of looking at the way things are going and losing confidence, well, you're probably not alone. And maybe it's time to get a second opinion. Maybe it's time to make slight adjustments or even just update your financial plan. I think that would be wise given all the changes we've experienced in the last year or so. But I said something key there, and oftentimes people think they have to make drastic changes to see improvements, and sometimes they can be very minor adjustments or changes to what they're doing, and these minor changes can have big, big impacts. So keep that in mind as well. So I hope today's podcast will kind of give you some perspective, kind of what to expect for 2023. Again, check out those market outlooks. Vanguard's got a pretty good one. LPL's got a great one. And keep sending me your questions, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com at the bottom. If you have questions, don't be shy because so many other listeners have reached out on my website. People have scheduled a 30-minute retirement coaching session. Those are a lot of fun that I have with people and I get to hear their concerns. So I'll continue to bring up stories, of course, anonymously, that conversations that I'm having with podcast listeners and other people that find me locally here in Missouri and St. Louis, because I think so many people can learn from the stories and the experiences of other people. I think storytelling is probably the best form of communication because everybody remembers a good story. Like we all remember the story of Michael Jordan, who in my opinion is the best basketball player that has ever played. Well, he got cut from his high school basketball team. And of course it broke his heart. He was a sophomore and it broke his heart. Well, guess what? He grew into his junior year and senior year. And man, he became a star basketball player. And he ended up going to North Carolina, and in his first year playing basketball at North Carolina, they won the national championship, and he hit the game-winning shot. He played three years at North Carolina, and then he went to the NBA. So that's Michael Jordan's story that everybody remembers, but they all remember, hey, when he was a sophomore, he got cut from the basketball team. So the moral of the story is, and Michael Jordan himself will tell you, never give up on your dreams. So I'll continue to share stories, and like I said, I'll keep them anonymous, but I think so many people can learn from other people's situations and experiences with the whole goal of making your financial situation, making your retirement plans not only stronger, but also successful. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. 
I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Investor Program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Investor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.